Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I'll explore some recent beverage news that involves hip-hop superstar Jack Harlow and explain why he might have made a suboptimal move. But before we get started, I would love if you took 45 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Grammy-nominated hip-hop artist Jack Harlow now co-owns a beverage company based in his hometown. But did he choose the right one? It's... Not uncommon for musicians to pay homage to their hometowns. Hip-hop artists often use their lyrics to give listeners an inside look at where it all began. Louisville, Kentucky, which is rapper Jack Harlow's hometown, doesn't get a lot of attention in the hip-hop scene, but it was where the artist sold his first mixtape copies in middle school and where he performed sold-out shows while he was still in high school. With the city playing such a central role in his life, it's no surprise that Louisville is a running theme in his music. This pride for home has also translated in the brand partnerships he takes on, as last year Jack Harlow partnered with the biggest brand to come out of Kentucky. On his partnership with KFC, Jack Harlow stated it feels like poetic justice, I've begun traveling the world, and no matter how far I go, KFC is one of the first things people want to bring up when they find out where I'm from. I'm excited to align myself with something that started in Kentucky, but resonates all over the globe. So does it surprise anyone that when Jack Harlow matured from brand partnerships to investing in brands, he would be focused on homegrown opportunities. When you think about Kentucky and CPG, what comes to mind? Bourbon, right? The dozens of distilleries that make up the Kentucky Bourbon Trail are visited by a few million annually, and the state has more than 11 million barrels of bourbon aging in its warehouses. But Just like how Jack Harlow feels a responsibility to make sure people don't think of Louisville hip-hop and only think of this one white guy, maybe he doesn't want the Kentucky CPG industry to only be about bourbon. Which brings us to the recent, I guess, collection of announcements from the Louisville-based energy drink brand ClearCut Focus. Launched in February of 2018, ClearCut Focus was relatively early in the kind of super clean energy movement, offering a caffeinated premium sparkling water product without calories, preservatives, or sweeteners. Over the next few years, the brand gained distribution points, but it capped out at about 3,400 doors. While those are definitely respectable numbers, Things needed to change if they were going to make a larger impact in the growing energy drinks market. So ClearCut Focus dropped the ClearCut part, brought on Jack Harlow as a co-owner, changed its CEO to an ex-Bang Energy Senior Vice President of Sales, completely overhauled the visual identity of Focus, 
and reformulated the drinks and stripped the portfolio down to a single new flavor, orange. This, for all intents and purposes, wasn't a pivot. This is now a completely new company. Maybe it would have been best to kind of change the name too, but I get the appeal of the word focus in the energy drinks market or for the brand. A further change will be seen in the merchandising placement as clear-cut focus was in the sparkling water set and the new focus will be positioned adjacent to enhanced waters and energy drinks. With only 75 milligrams of caffeine per can of focus, the company hopes generational change will swing the pendulum back in favor of lower caffeine count drinks from the recent Bang Energy Effect 300 milligram days. I personally think the sweet spot is like double the 75 milligrams, but maybe that's my millennial consumer bias showing its ugly head. Now, getting back to Jack Harlow, his strategy of buying an existing brand isn't totally unique, but it's different than the norm of this like celebrity or creator packaged goods trend. But since Jack Harlow will also take on the role of chief creative officer at Focus, maybe having oversight over all branding and marketing decisions, plus him likely being the brand overhaul catalyst already, it felt like a brand that had been properly articulated and aestheticized to his defining personality traits. With Jack Harlow being one of the biggest Gen Z celebrities out there, he can obviously pull forward brand awareness, and you're already seeing that with the new focus instantly securing new distribution at national retailers like Circle K, Kroger, The Vitamin Shop, and Target. The brand's goal is to reach 10,000 retail doors very soon, which would be about two and a half times more than the number reached before the brand went through its overhaul. But circling back to that introductory statement, did Jack Harlow pick the wrong Louisville-based beverage brand to be a part of? No, I'm not talking about distilleries again. Who I'm thinking about is Congo Brands. You know, the portfolio company that owns the beverage names Alani New, Prime, and 3D Energy, just to kind of name a few. The team at Congo Brands are experts at working with and growing talent-led CBG concepts, but how about we don't get caught up on that like woulda, coulda, shoulda decisions of Jack Harlow. Maybe it's better to focus on if the rapper is even the right talent to be combined with energy drinks being that like right product in this celebrity packaged goods equation. I mean, his Instagram post announcing the focus deal garnered a small fraction of his normal engagement. But energy drinks and hip-hop music seem to be perfect partners, yet rapper-themed energy drinks have a multi-decade track record of poor performance. It all started in 2003 with Nelly and his launch of Pimp Juice. A year later, Little John launched Crunk Energy Drink. Kanye West and Guru Energy teamed up in 2009, but the product never seemed to fit his personal style. And we can't forget about 50 Cent launching Street King Energy in 2011 after his vitamin water partnership netted him $100 million from that Coca-Cola acquisition. And there's also been a collection of others, but you get the point here. So to that, I wish Jack Harlow and Focus all of the luck in breaking the hip-hop energy drink curse. And regardless, fortune favors the bold and increasingly the many celebrities who've made the leap into the CPG industry. So we will just have to wait 
and see what happens. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 